Hi and hello, welcome to the rbr.music podcast. My name is Steve Curley and as always I'm joined by our resident expert and the creator of the rbr.music Instagram page, Jordan Murray. For each week in true RBR fashion we'll be bringing you classic and new album reviews. It's our mission to cut through the noise to discuss the sound. episode we're going to be discussing Chris Stone, Kingfish, Ingram's album 662. George, are you looking forward to this one my friend? I am. I've bizarrely been listening to a lot of Delta Blues which is the exact opposite of this album. Um, so it was, it's fresh, um, it's, it's a nice break from what I have been listening to. I mean George, I, I, was, uh, I was quite taken aback with Sort of how young he is. I think it's quite exciting to hear any young musician and an artist sort of. Well, absolutely. Not... His um, his debut album was, I think, a masterclass in out and out sort of electric uh, blues, um, harking back to BB King. This album, he's flexing his muscles here. With um, he touches on funk, he touches on rock, he touches on R and B. Yeah, you, uh, meant, you mentioned that, George, when we were talking about this the other day, about sort of a bit of a modern R&B sort of swing mixed in with this old school blues sound as well. So we have the Three Kings, BB King, Albert King, Freddie King, the Three Kings of Blues, great musicians, and he seems to capture each and every one of them and make it his own. Uh, there's a bit of... Um, cream era clapton with the heavy wah-wah there's some muddy waters in there um and i even got to hear a bit of uh, chuck berry and, and and the way he does his vocal phrasing is quite like robert johnson um, well i was going to say jordan i mean one thing that was quite clear listening to it is he's obviously taken a lot of inspiration um you've got robert johnson you can hear hopkins in there there's obviously you mentioned bb yeah. king he even talks about them in one of his tracks um he he, he nods to um, Hendrix and uh, Lightning Hopkins and people like that, um, and uh, Buddy Guy. He talks about so he he's, he's, he's he not, performs with Buddy Guy, doesn't he? He has done. I think Buddy Guy took him under his wing a bit, and he's played in his um, in his clubs. Yeah, he's um, he's holding the uh, torch brightly for uh, the blues, the blues genre. I think. Well, I think it's very and, clear. It's, I think it's very clear to see that he, he obviously. He's he's already held in, in 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 a very high position with 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 the genre classics, really, isn't he? I think there's people out there who would be fans of these superstars of the of the blues and music world, and and they're clearly fans of him, and he's fans of them, which I think's really good to see music switching from generation to generation. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I I would agree. Um, I like the way he nods. He even mentions his idols but he takes it to a new level that being said um i do think his age and it's not his fault obviously his age lets him down a little bit because his lyrics are very on the nose um i know a lot of blues music like it, it can be very straightforward but some of his lyrics here are 
are so on the nose that it just it's a, it's a little off-putting um, so that's the only bit I didn't enjoy is is play and that, that'll just come into with time that'll come with time his playing is absolutely outstanding his singing is first class as well do you mean Jordan when you're referring to bit of, uh, sort of vocals being on the nose are you, are you sort of saying that they're sort of possibly a little bit immature or, 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 or? Uh, not, not his vocal well no, his no, lyrics, the, the lyrics as in yeah. um, I mean for me Jordan the, the blues and, and, and a lot of music is is developed with experience and if you're only 22 you can surely only deliver so much experience in the way you deliver your mm. like, like your, the song Too Young to Remember when it's like I don't care I genuinely don't care that you're too young to remember. That's a song that I just couldn't really... His guitar playing is immaculate, beautiful. Uh, well, I won't go so far to say beautiful on that track, but it's strong. Um, but he's saying, oh, I'm too young to remember the juke joints and the dives and the drinking holes. And I'm like, well, yeah, you, I'm not really buying in, into this song, to be honest with you. Um, but then again... There could be young twenty-year-olds that are like, "Well, I'm too young to remember that," and maybe that song's just not pitched <laughs> pitched to me because I did. I have been listening to a lot of Delta Blues recently. I'm listening to uh, World Weary Men that have um, been down on the luck for the, the past sixty years. You know, I think that you have to find a place within your genre, and I think what's clear for me is when you are so young in a, in an industry and a genre full of elderly legends you're gonna have to find your place to, in, yeah, yeah and, and i think that's got to start somewhere no one's expecting him to probably be as be as good as he is on the guitar at that age you know yeah. and, and to throw i think him. he's still finding himself to be honest i'm not saying he's spreading himself thin because if he did another base not basic but if he did another just flat out blues album like his debut i'd probably be pulling him up on that um, but spreading himself thin with his with funk and rock, it's hard to lose yourself in the album because it's like, oh, this is a funk track. Oh, what's he gonna do here? Oh, it sounds a bit like Prince. It sounds a bit like some of it sounded like Hendrix. You we've know? we've talked about younger musicians like this over the past sort of couple of years, anyway, Jordan. We, we, we've said that this does seem to be a a trend that is developing that a, a modern musician has to really be a little bit spread sort of wider spread because fundamentally you know the the tight holds of generations within music are changing you know you you, you won't have as many young 20 something blues fans as there was maybe 15 20 30 years ago at the same age because i think music is spreading and for an artist to survive and get a deal for a third fourth fifth album um, we talked about this with bands who we've seen develop over the last 20 years. You see that change and let's face it, if, unless you are the Stones and can just write your own albums left, right and centre without a care in the world, ultimately you have to adjust and create a broader market, surely? Yeah, I mean, look at Gary Clark Jr. He started off as, I mean, with his EPs and his debut album, that was blues and that now is... Um, incorporating rap in um, some of his songs and um, not rhythm when I say R&B I tend to mean rhythm and blues but it's r and the mod oh god I sound like uh, an old man but R&B in pop music world is rhythm and bass 
I think that's right. Um, so Gary Clark Jr. is um, become more rhythm and bass, and is is all sorts of um, influences, not just BB uh, King and people like that. He's got um, Jay Z. He's got. I couldn't be. I couldn't name you another rapper, but he's got rappers. Um, I'm hoping Kingfish doesn't go down that route, um, being too open to every genre. Because for me, uh, Gary Clark Jr.'s last album, I found really difficult to enjoy, and I'm just a little worried that Kingfish this album. Might, he might be heading down that path where he does spread himself a bit thin um, but at the moment he, he's playing within his um, his wheelhouse if that makes sense it, it is, uh, his comfort zone um, but he adds uh, colour and dimension to his uh, straight ahead blues with um, inflections of uh, funk and rock and stuff and it is enjoyable, but each song, I have to, I have, well, I, I haven't, but you kind of need to take a break from each song if you want to take it as a whole album, because it's, each track is pretty different. So if you think, if you think about this album then compared to his first album, obviously I get the impression you're a slightly bigger fan of his first album, probably because it's deeper set within sort of a, a strong oh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of this album um, but I am yeah sorry I interrupted you carry on yeah no I was just saying what what is it that has split the difference with the two for you then if if, if you are slightly favouring the first album is it the variety that's on this second album I think there's too much like I said before if you did another straight ahead blues album I'd be saying you need to get out of his comfort zone here what's he playing at so I'm kind of contradicting myself but I think he goes so in so many directions it's it's hard to appreciate how good he actually is that's a, I mean that's, just, I think that's a fair enough comment because I think most people would say that kind of the jack of all trades master of none that's not saying he is but you know but that, that is something that can be pointed towards lots lots of uh, musicians young and old and when you are so I think from my research on this chap, when you're so, um, I suppose he's, he's he's almost founded within kind of being a bit of a blues prodigy at such a young age, and surely that will work against him on some level because he is in the genre that is very sort of almost it's a typecast genre, isn't it? That the, the sort of blues genre, you know, we, we we sort of know what we want from it and when we get a bit of diversity from it, we do question it. And I think that's what you're sort of doing with this. Is that right, George? Yeah, and the way you've said that in such a black and white manner, um, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm wrong in even thinking that. I mean, why shouldn't you play all different types of genre? I just, it, it works. It's a strong album. I think I'm jumping a little far ahead of myself here. Because I'm just worrying about what his next album's going to be like, rather than enjoying this album as a as a package. Because he's going off in so many different directions, I'm just worried that he's going to just start 
just thinking, well, I've got, gone in these directions. Why don't I start doing reggae? I'm not saying anyone should be pigeonholed at all. I don't think any musician should be like change with the times or, or create the times, be a trailblazer. Um, but this album was, I don't know. It just, I was, was not expecting the diversity in it. And it sounds like I'm, I'm pulling it apart because of the diversity. I enjoyed the diversity. I just think he's, he's, he's in danger of spreading himself too thin. Um, but I bet when he's a live album, a live album, when you go and see him live, it's, um, it's enjoyable. And I think that's. I bet he I has think, a lot of fun with it. I think you and me have always sort of agreed and disagreed over the years that, you know, sometimes a change of direction musically or a, a quirk of direction in how you want to present yourself as a, a new or existing musician. The spice of life is how I've always looked at it. And I know you're a little bit more traditional than me with regards to it. And you, you like a little bit of that kind of know, know, know what you're going to expect, but then the change comes in. And maybe at 22, He's trying to experiment, do things a little bit different to what he might have been. I mean, you got to remember, he might have been pigeonholed by the industry. He might have been pushed towards a blue sector and the development of what yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we know, you know, there's lots of young pop artists get moved from one genre within pop to the other and, and actually realise, you know, it, it wasn't for them. And I'm sure it's no different in these other genres where, you know, we sort of have this view that we expect or know what they're going to deliver. So for me... I thought he was, um, I really enjoy it. I think it's a great album, and I know you do too. Um, I probably don't hear the diversity quite as much as you do within the sound. Um, that's your keen ear over mine, I would definitely say. But do, do you hear like the soulful Sam Cooke sort of groove yeah, on? That's absolutely. all it takes, and then it it goes to a funky level with... Um, with I've got to see you, um, with his plea to his woman. Um, so, although, I mean, I'm not. It's not like I was mentioning before. It's not as diverse as Gary Clark Jr., where he's got hip hop and rhythm and bass and stuff like that. But it it, it flutters from soul to Hendrix psychedelia. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And like I said, for me, I, the, the big thing I noticed listening to t the, the two albums and I, I listened to them back to back is I enjoyed the kind of that Prince sound, that that sort of slightly more uh, stretch sound to, to what he to what he'd done before. I, I like that because I'm definitely more commercial than you, Jordan. I fall into a softer genre route than you do so I, I i think this album probably is created a little bit more for me and even callum you would say that the blues heavy blues is too much for you but if you've got a prince twist or a you know al green twist or you know you can hear that in the music yeah, more so
trying to find the niche. I don't know if it is like an industry being pushing on him to try and find something, but and and that's why he's doing such a diverse way. I think it's a brave move if it's the um, if it's the records company telling him to do this because nowadays there's a lot of people that just want the package ready to roll do you know um so i think it's good and and chris stone shows an incredible growth on this album um and i think he solidifies his position um uh, as being a top performer and uh, one to look out for because i still i think not many people are aware of him um but i think he, he'll he'll probably be he's, he's gonna be big i mean Gary Clark Jr. big possibly um, yes it's definitely an exciting character well I think one thing we joked about previously with, with this genre as well is you know um, as I've mentioned previously my, my dad's a, a massive um, blues and rhythm blues guitarist fan and I think he would take a lot of enjoyment out of the twist that this album would create I, I, I do believe that the genre is open to change and you know, there's, sadly, there's only so much that can come out from the past. You know, we can listen to the same stuff again, but we need we need change. And to see that, I think, is really important. And for me, I found this a lot easier to listen to as an album than the first one. That's not to say I didn't enjoy either of the other. I just felt this was more... This could play This could play in my house, and I don't I don't think my, my missus is going to turn it off. I think she's more likely to <laughs> allow it to be on, where I've been playing some a little bit more sort of deep in the genre yeah yeah. i think that has to carry a bit of weight because i don't think we constantly need artists to do the same thing time and time again um you're listening through it i actually found that yes it it does have all the cornerstones to a classic blues album but it's just got a little bit of a softer edge for me and i i think that's i think i think that gives it a bit more weight of gold because you will pick up more 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 fans and kind of the genre starts to blend a bit which I think is really important for music mm-hmm. myself so like the question that I was asking myself and answered myself as well believe it or not um, has everything that can ever be said already been said in guitar oriented blues and the stuff I post on Instagram and things it does hark back to like the 60s and 70s but judging by Chris Stone's strength of this album, um, the the answer for me is definitely not yet. There's a lot more to be said with um, guitar oriented oriented blues. Um, I know I've just been going on about I think he's spreading himself too thin, but it's exciting to see which direction he'll go to, even if I am a bit apprehensive what will happen on his third album I think you're allowed um, to be though I think we, we, we allow the appreh- the apprehension of, of, of what isn't there to, to be and I think we celebrate what is now and then we then, then we, we see what comes and you never know you do get artists who completely jump genres and, 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 and find a complete new voice and sound so um, I know what you're saying George 100% and, and I think you know you've clearly sort of enjoyed this album and wanted to share it with, with others and it's it's got that it does that and I think that's something that we can really um, sort of get behind and, and, and to be a young lad 22 make it in the music industry I don't think it really matters what genre you do I think it it, it, it it sort of carries its weight in gold and the fact that he's so well thought of within the peers that he's looked up to probably since he was 
I think I read that he was five years old, learned to play a guitar. I mean, I'm, I'm 38 years old in a few weeks and I still can't strum two strings together. So ultimately, I think it's just a, a revelation to be that. You're that, getting that, this album for your birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> not, not off me. Yeah, just, um, so, George, if you, if you were to sort of just briefly surmise this album um, in less words than your traditional reviews, what would you leave us with on this one? I think it's a great talent who is also um, humble enough to acknowledge those on whose shoulders he's now standing. He is pushing guitar-oriented blues forward. Um, Robert Cray in the 80s was a master. I mean, he still is fantastic, but he was doing something new. Um, he was uh, he did backing guitar backing guitar he was the guitarist for Tina Turner Callum believe it or not um, so yeah so but I'm getting yeah, these sort of, pricked up <laughs> bit of tea, uh, yeah. I'm get, that's pop music isn't it Tina Turner I'm getting that vibe off him that he can play um, deep blues and also sort of Tina Turner licks and Prince licks and the only thing that's letting him down is his lyrics and even his lyrics are pretty good for a, what how old is he 22 22 his, uh, the old the whole album is like the blazing title song addresses his birthplace um, and it just gets wilder from there like you just get taken on this journey um, well worth the listen um, I prefer his first album, his debut album. But by no means am I saying this is... I think this is still on the level, on the same par as the debut. Um, I'm just think, rambling. I can't even no, no, I think, what the question well, was. <laughs> well, I think that's a good way to really leave it because ultimately I would probably echo a lot of what you said but it's probably the reason i like the album more because it has that slight twist and that's where you and me have always had that sort of variant jord that i do like it when it's a little bit more mainstream if you want to call it that or just genre crossing i i've always enjoyed that way you are definitely more of the purists and i think the first album is very very purist within yeah, its sort yeah. of blues world and this album has the has the the mix that I really enjoy and actually even I think it's Callum... radio friendly I think people if it gets radio play I think people will buy into this album a lot um, well I think I think we've got yeah. we've got a new tester with blues now if we can get Callum nodding <laughs> yeah, yeah. to a bit of blues or offbeat blues I think I think it's uh, it's it's getting on the radio. Well, you say that. I, I think me me and Cal listened to this together actually, and there were a couple of tracks that we stopped talking over. If you get me, and and actually took a, an extra few seconds to listen to because I could tell they caught his ear, and I don't think they would have caught your ear in the same way, George. I think that's that's where the the difference is. And if you do want to have a listen to a blues album with a little bit of a twist and maybe some slightly softer elements to it, some genre twist to it, like we said, the Prince, the the Hendrix vibe, there's something else there and uh, I think it's a really enjoyable listen and uh, along with the RBR creator Mr Murray, I would definitely recommend uh, taking 50 minutes out of your day to sit down and uh, listen to this one. So as we do with every episode gentlemen we like to pass this over to Jordan for 
how many stars? What are we talking about, Jordan, this week? What are you giving this one? Well, although I've slated it, well, I haven't <laughs> slated it. Although I've, I kind of convinced myself I didn't like it and then convinced myself I did like it. I, <laughs> I don't think it's as good as his debut. I still think it's an exceptional album. I want to give it 4.5 out of 5 stars. But because I'm not that impressed with uh, his lyrical content on some of the songs, I'm going to drop it to 4 out of 5, which is still well, still I... very strong. And um, his debut, I'd give... Five out of five, possibly. Um, you'd probably do it the other way around, or maybe lower. But uh, <laughs> no, I think I think I think. Look, you, you know, part of what we what, what we do with you here, Jordy, is, is is to get your opinion. Just disagree with me. That's perfect. Um, <laughs> no, we we we, 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 want, we, but we The reason we do this is we want conversation, and we want we want to understand things, and, and ultimately, um, I think four out of five is is pretty pretty top anyway. So, um, King Kingfish, well done, sir. Four out of five from rbr.music so to the feature of the episode we've got the good the bad and the rad and as it says on the tin we have a good track a bad track and a rad track we like to mix it up each week and this week we're going to start with a good trap and sir callum is going to give us his over to you sir yeah okay so yeah i'm going with the goods and i'm trying to have a more of an, an optimistic outlook on it on life in 2022 so i'm going to give a good song on on a blues album and um, yeah but i thought when i was listening to it with steven i thought the, the opener i think is it 662 that's what i'm going with 662 or 662 i don't know it's I think what you're it, going yeah that's yeah, what i'm going with and i thought that was a really good opener it actually made me sit up and take notice um you can obviously you can tell when you listen to how talented the lad did that, that that's no problem and, and if he's trying to make this more of a contemporary um album or more accessible for a blues layman like me then yeah i would say 662 is good enough for anybody to uh, give a listen to um so yeah that's my good for this week um yeah and jordan over to you you're on the bad this week which uh <laughs> is maybe where we should start go on is that all of them Jordan it's just like <laughs> uh, yeah and then I'll say actually they're actually all good yeah, yeah. Um, the bad for me is there isn't really a bad track I just don't think it works as an album maybe that is how I should summarise that's a summarise yeah, yeah. Um, you just have <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I think every track is strong if it's is uh, if it's his guitar playing, um, his his voice, his vocals. I just think, like I said before, I've probably said it a good few times on this podcast. Um, his lyrics aren't there yet um, on some of the tracks and one that just has a red flag for me is too young to remember I, I just don't think I'm in the age bracket to enjoy uh, what he's talking about I want to hear him talk about he was in I mean you've got to be realistic not realistic you've got to be truthful I suppose so if he wasn't in the juke joints and drinking beer and blah 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 yeah but I don't want to hear a song about it 
no I, 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 I get what you're saying and, and, and you mentioned it before with the lyrics and I understand that I think it's something that you, you, you know you, you sort of want to hit you want to hear maybe some a little bit more classic or a different take not a take on a supposed classic and I, I sort of when we talked about this previously I, I got that from you funny though you put this one in the bad the um, too young to remember I listened to that and instantly thought of you that was what mm-hmm. made me I don't know it made me think of a um, that 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 classic blues riff was like I can I can see Jordan drinking whiskey to this and yeah his uh, guitar playing's amazing but on that track oh well on all the tracks but that track I re- that's what's really annoys me is that I really like the track just the lyrics are just like well I'm not too young to remember I just couldn't lose myself in in it uh, and, uh, and that's and that's fair enough know. and I think that that comes across as sort of maybe the, the the point of the album that maybe gives it that limitation for you and, and maybe why you can't give it four and a half or more because you just can't quite connect to these lyrics. And that's completely understandable. Um, for me, I felt the rad track was actually the bonus track at the end. Uh, so bookending the album nicely with um, Cal, um, uh, rock and roll. Um, and the reason I like it is because it is so different to the rest of the album. Um I is that like the BB King? Is that like the? It's quite slow, isn't it? Yeah, it's a real. It's it's it's, it's 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 like a, it's it's like for me when I listened to it, I heard a classic sort of slow soul R and B song. Yeah. Whilst yeah. also probably crossing over to a bit of a singer songwriter vibe, and 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 I'm, I'm talking more modern singer songwriter than sort of singer songwriters of the seventies and eighties. Sort of more kind of a, a, a pop sound to it, but um, I really enjoyed it. And I think if you were to put it on at a get together or a, a chill, I, I think a lot of people would actually really kind of enjoy it, and they might dig deeper. So for me, the rad is the one that maybe introduces a broader audience to to him, and uh, hopefully they'd become blues connoisseurs like you, Jordan, eventually. So um, fundamentally, yeah. Is a blues connoisseur like Jordan just so basically Jordan's just too old? Like that's the only yeah. reason. That's the I'm that's just, the bad. I just sit there with my whiskey, just yeah. Fuming, that's that's what it is. Yeah. records. That's what a blues connoisseur is. Now I'm thinking yeah. twice about yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> it's too modern for my liking. Yeah, this exactly. far too modern. See, you, you, see, me and Callum are fighting our age, and you're just you're you're you're, you're rapidly fast forwarding yours, mate. That's what yeah, it is. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Now look, boys, a brilliant chat as always. Thoroughly enjoy doing this with you um, as we do. Um, great listen for me again, and do take the time to have a little listen to Kingfish. He's a very talented young man, and 662 for me. Anus is a great album. If it introduces you into a bit more blues, fantastic. Um, so please tell other people about the rbr.music podcast and Instagram. We'd love to share and discuss more opinions and reviews with yourselves as well. You can find us and um, connect with us via the Instagram, um, and do feel please do do feel free to leave a nice review on ourselves, and uh, subscribe and uh, stay in touch. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Thanks. Cheers, lads. See you, mate. Thank you. Bye bye.